You're listening to the Market Experts Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 105.7. Affordable housing, it's more and more of a concern as we see prices increase. And my guest, Christina Smallhorn, an EXP Realty agent out of Louisiana, has one of the absolute best messages when it comes to affordable housing. Christina, it's really great to have you on the program today. What do you think is the biggest threat to affordable housing right now? Well, thank you for having me on. And I think the biggest threat to affordable housing at this moment is investors. Investors are scooping up as much property as possible. And it's uh, squeezing out the little little guy, you know, the guy that's working two, three jobs just to make ends meet. And they're forcing more people to become renters. And in some very extreme cases, like in California, it's causing people to become homeless. And it's becoming a bigger problem every day that goes by. So this brings up a whole lot of different things. I mean, as, as a realtor, I'm an investor. I sell homes to lots of investors. That's good for business. So how do we not demonize investors in this process? What, what's the big picture? I'm not talking about the the average investor like you and I that are buying a few properties here and there to build our own personal wealth. I'm talking about big corporations. I buyers. There's been a couple a couple of corporations that have come out that have bought whole entire neighborhoods. There was an article out in the Wall Street Journal just recently that they had DR Horton had a community out in Conroe, Texas. And in Conroe, Texas, they were building these homes. A investment firm comes in, they bought the whole entire neighborhood the whole entire neighborhood and turn them into rental properties. So and this they is... sold those rental properties individually individually to investors as well. So they are become the owners of the properties. They sell them to their own individual investors. And so that's where this is coming from. This is like quasi-government things where uh, you're, we're talking institutions that have such powerful amounts of capital. Where is this money coming from? Well, so one of the one of the corporations that is doing this is um, even like Google and Amazon and all those bigger firms are creating subsidies of their own company to buy up all these properties to put their employees in. So they're basically renting from their employer and they don't even realize it. Oh, wow. What, what do we do? What do we do? Um, the thing that I think that we need to do right now is to talk to our local officials when they have these planning and zoning um, meetings and ask them to limit the amount of corporations being able to purchase these properties. If we had made it where, like, for instance, when DR Horton was building these houses, they could only sell, let's just say, 25% of that neighborhood to another outside entity that they had to require them to sell them to individuals instead of big corporations. And they could limit how many people, how many houses could be in that neighborhood as rental properties. So that was, that's one thing that can be done. Okay, so Christina, we're talking to Christina Smallhorn with EXP Realty. Well, very well versed, if you can't tell, in the issues of affordable housing, how they affect us. This is this is a huge economic, a huge ep- economic scale, and it and it affects us on a very individual basis. Now, Christina, I'm a live free or die, don't tread on me kind of guy, and mm-hmm. we're, you know, my broadcast area right here. We have people who subscribe and listen to it from around the world, but our broadcast area here on our terrestrial signal is right here in the the heart of America, Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
and you're talking about government restrictions and interference, and we don't typically warm up to that here. What well, what are the what are the repercussions here? But but I, I I'm not disagreeing with what you said. So uh, help us wrap our heads around this this idea. I think the biggest investment that most people think of is purchasing a home, mm -hmm. and when we make those investments, even our first investments, we build our own individual wealth. If we become a nation of renters and corporations own all the uh, capital of the housing, how are we as our future generations going to be able to build wealth? What is it they're going to use to build that wealth over time? Um, I think we have to look at the bigger picture. I know I understand that nobody likes rules, but it does maintain some uniformity. And so that way people, the individual can build wealth over time. Well, this is a, this is really new territory for us because we have, uh, I often say we have an industrial revolution times 10 when it comes to technology and control and influence from large tech uh, organizations, from media things that uh, literally are rewiring our brains on the way we operate. And we have to look at things in a very different way. I mean, that we've never, uh, we've never analyzed before. What, what do you see as the impact on the, the, just the individual who's struggling to make their house payment, maybe dealing with um, uh, forbearance here, which is ending the end of this year, and uh, where does this put us? What's on the horizon? Um, well, things are actually looking a lot better. So a lot of people that were in forbearance at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of them have already gone back to their regular scheduled payment plans. A lot of other people took the forbearance and actually still continue to make those payments. Even though they took the forbearance, they were just kind of using it as a crutch just, just in case. And... Um, I, I don't think it's going to have the windfall of foreclosure rate as many people thought. Uh, I think it's June 30th, uh, yeah, June 30th, 2021, um, the forbearance plan, it can be no longer used. Even then, after that is done, they can still extend those forbearance payments for an additional six months. So if you're waiting for a windfall of uh, foreclosures or homes to enter the market at that time, you're going to have to wait a while. Um, that's not going to be the average uh, foreclosure takes about 468 days. I think I could be off by, by a few days, but it takes that long for a house that's been foreclosed on to actually enter the market. So I think everybody just needs to hold tight. I do not believe we're going to see a big drop in prices of homes in, within the next 12 to 14 months. It's literally impossible unless interest rates increase exponentially. And uh, there has been talk about that. And if they do go up exponentially, there's been also talk that once they go up, they'll come back down again because the market won't be able to handle it. Christina Smallhorn, eXp Realty. And you have like, I don't know, 100 and, 100 and gazillion the Facebook views and followers. You really put out great content. I'm proud to be associated with you here through eXp and thank you for your time. Give, give your web address and um, YouTube channel. My, um, I'm mostly on YouTube. My YouTube channel is just my name, Christina Smallhorn. And I'd love to see you guys there. I do a live stream every Sunday. And that's Christina, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. So Christina with a K. Thanks, Christina. Thank you. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.